Well, if you turned on the radio in the late 80s and into the 90s, there's a good chance you heard the voice of our next guest. We are thrilled to be joined on the phone line by Marty Rabin, lead singer of Shenandoah. Marty, I so appreciate you coming on the Honky Tonk Time Machine with us tonight. Hey, man, I appreciate you having me, Glenn. Thank you, bro. Going to enjoy this. It's going to be fun. Yeah, yeah, man. I'm, it's an honor. It really is an honor to talk to you because you've had so many big hits throughout the years, and the band's back together now and, and continuing to make more music. In fact, I think it was 2014 when you guys got back together. Yeah, you know, well, in fact, it, it was probably, uh, you know, we only did two dates, and, and, and just just to kind of let you know the reason why we did the two dates is because, you know, you know, I've been gone 17 years. And so anyway, so what we were really worried about was really getting the word that, you know, that we were going to, you know, get back together and, and put the wheels back on the Shenandoah thing. And, you know, of course, you know, we didn't want to stink the place up when we played somewhere <laughs> and then have, you know, a bunch of critics, right? Man, you know, I'll tell you that those fellas should have stayed retired. <laughs> so what we did was, is we went to Canada and we went to Western Canada, actually, uh, and this was in October of uh, of fourteen, and uh, we figured, look, there ain't, there ain't no better place in the world than than, than to than to put the training wheel back on the bike, and to find out whether you can ride or not. It, you know, it, the best place is to get on stage and do it. Uh, you know that that that's that's you know we can sit around the house and we we can sit up at a bandstand somewhere, and we can practice, we can do all that, but nothing's going to work until we get in front of people and do it, no matter how many people we got. So, to tell you the truth. We had never, we could never draw flies in Western Canada. I mean, that's just a fact. I mean, that's the truth. So we thought, well, okay, well, I'll tell you what let's do. You know, we never done, we never did real, real well in, in, in Western Canada. So, man, let's, let's see, see what we can do about booking a couple of, couple of different venues and doing that. And Mike said, well, man, I know of a couple of casinos we can go up there and do, which the only thing we were interested in, you know, was just getting out there and, 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 and doing, you know, the show and, and getting, putting the wheels back on to find out, finding out where we were at. Well, before it was all over, we started about 12 o'clock. About 6 o'clock that evening, our, our road manager came to us and goes, you know, are, are you guys going to get a bath before you perform? We said, well, yeah. said, well, man, you've been going at it. said, uh, uh, the doors are at 6 o'clock. said, it's, it's about 10 minutes till. And we didn't even realize we, we've been going that long, you know, just – running over stuff. Hey, you remember this? Yeah, yeah, you remember that? You know, and and at that point, everybody felt pretty comfortable about it. He goes, now, look, he said, you're not going to believe this, but he said, there's a line that's wrapped around the building waiting to get in here. And we thought, <laughs> at least we practiced. Thank, 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 thank goodness we, we, we kind of feel kind of confident about what we're doing. Well, I guess absence makes the heart grow fonder in Western Canada then, huh? <laughs> well, it, you know, it, it, to tell you the truth, I, I honestly truly think at that time that was the biggest crowd we'd ever had in Western Canada. And it was, it was really a pretty neat thing, too, you know, and to be able to kind of carry it on. But, man, things have been going great. Uh, you know, uh, the mathematical probability of some of the things that's been going on, you know, in our career and, and uh, things that we've been experiencing is, has really been – it, it, man, it's just been incredible. It really has. I mean, we uh, we were told we'd never get a record deal, you know, in the in the changing climate of country music. And and uh, man, not only did we get a record deal, but now we're fixing to do another one, you know, another another record. And uh, this is going to be a really really special record now. And I can't go into it. And I promise you, Glenn, I'm not trying to tease you or the listeners and stuff, but. There's some legal stuff that's got to be signed, you know, from some of these other artists, but it's going to be a duets album. Okay. And and now I can't, I can't tell you who all's going to be on it, but 
But I tell you what I will do. I, I, I'll give you a little bit of a clue. If you look at if you look at last week or this week's top ten, you would probably find five or six of the artists that's going to be on this record. So we're talking heavy hitters here. Yeah, big hitters. All right, all right. And and you just signed on with uh, I think it was Foundry Records, right? Yeah, Foundry Records. We yeah. sure did. So and th- and that album. Uh, can you tell us when it's going to come out? Is it going to be this year? Uh, yeah, it is actually. In fact, uh, uh, you know, we're we're finalizing some paperwork and then finalizing some tunes and all that other kind of stuff as well too. And then uh, we're uh, uh, going in the studio here here in about three weeks, and uh, and in that period. Uh, we'll be laying down the tracks and getting the vocals and getting the vocals from the other artists as as their, you know, their schedules permit, and uh, and then from there we're we're, we're hopefully going to have uh, the first single. Uh, we're probably going to announce that during the during the ACMs. Okay. And then uh, then the album will be out in the fall. Well, that won't be long at all. The ACMs are coming up in April, so that's when that single comes out, and then again the full album later on in the fall. Now. Can you tell us if the songs are going to be like Shenandoah classics or new material? Oh, you know, you know, you know. Actually, it's 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 going to be a it's going to be an approach that really, honest and truly, nobody else has done. Uh, you know, a lot of acts have you know come in and, and brought you know guest guest artists with them and stuff. But th- this is going to be an album that that's going to be completely all brand new stuff. In fact, uh, it, it it's, it's going to be stuff that you know that nobody's released. Fantastic. So new stuff coming out from Shenandoah this fall. Uh, keep listening for more details on that. Now, you do have a song that's that's out right now. I just listened to it yesterday. It's called Free Bird in the Wind. Yeah. I think Charlie Daniels plays on this with you. Is that right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, what Charlie does is, he, he, you know, he, he was a he was an awfully, awfully big fan of not, not just Leonard Skinner, but uh, he and uh, Ronnie Van Zandt had a very, very close relationship. In fact, uh, now, to what detail, Charlie never told me, but he but he told me uh, in large detail uh, that Ronnie Van Zandt had helped him uh, in a lot of a lot of different ways. And and uh, uh, at his funeral, uh, Charlie had 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 this monologue and and uh, eulogy that that he had done for Ronnie and Judy, Ronnie Van Zandt's wife, thought so much about it that she literally had it inscribed in the granite at his gravesite. And it's on the bench, you know, as you overlook Ronnie Van Zant's grave and stuff. And and uh, you know, it uh, it was really something that uh, that that it wasn't anything that that that, that honest and truly was planned. It, it just a good friend of mine, Scott Ennis, uh, which actually does the voice for Scooby Doo and Scrappy, <laughs> uh, had called, really he does. And and uh, anyway, so he called me, said Marty, said, uh, man, I got this tune, and I want to send it to you. And I I said, okay. Because, you know, he dabbles in songwriting a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, I said, okay, it's fine, that's cool. And uh, so he did, he sent it to me. And, and I said, man, that's, Scotty, that's really good, bro. It really, really is. He goes, uh, you think y'all would record that? And I said, uh, you talking about us from Shenandoah recording that? And he said, yeah. He said, you think you, think you would? And I said, well, I, I don't know. He said, well, didn't you grow up on the west side of Jacksonville, Florida? And I said, uh, yeah. He said, well, he said, now, nah, don't you live in Muscle Shoals, Alabama? <laughs> and I said, uh, yeah. He said, man, do, do you see any similarity in any of this? And I said, well, yeah. I mean, I, I guess if you want to look at it that way, Scott. But, you know, what I'm thinking is genre. You know, here, here's a southern rock band. And he said, well, man, nowadays it's it's just kind of all out there. Isn't it? And I said, well, I said, maybe so. And uh, I said, but i tell you what I will do. I think enough of the song that I, I'll talk to the management and the rest of the guys in the band let's see what we 
you know, see what we can come up with. And the next thing you know, we literally had went to 3614 Jackson Jackson Highway, uh, which was called the Muscle Shoals Sound Studio mm-hmm. here in Muscle Shoals. And we actually went in and, and recorded Freebird in the Wind. It, even our piano player, uh, Travis Mobley, he even used the same piano that Billy Powell used on the intro of Freebird. Oh, awesome. And so, therefore... Uh, you know, the mathematical probability of all of it and, and everything kind of falling in, in, into where that was uh, was kind of neat. And then he said, man, you got to come to Gillsburg, Mississippi. And to be honest with you, as much as I knew about Leonard Skinner, you know, I knew it, I knew the plane that went down to Mississippi. I, I didn't know where it went down. But it literally wasn't far from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where 10,000 people literally were in the stands waiting for them. He said, man, you got to come to Gillsburg, Mississippi to the crash site. And he said, man, I want you to see it before they, uh, before they erect uh, the monuments that they're going to put up and all of that. He said, man, you got to see it in its natural form, the same way they've seen it, unfortunately. And so anyway, so uh, my wife and I, we, we drove to Gillsburg, Mississippi, and uh, we went over there and we, we seen the crash site. In fact, there were two guys that were there. His dad owned the property, and uh, the other guy that was there was a friend of his, that actually that night when they crashed in 77, literally were, were two, two of the young boys that were helping getting the injured and, of course, the, the dead out of the swamp. Anyway, so, uh, and, and, and another thing about it was, too, was that, that, that just kind of seemed almost kind of awkward and weird, but our manager, Bill Carter, at the time, used to work for the Secret Service. And then from there, you know, he was an attorney. He was an attorney out of Rector, Arkansas. And when they had, uh, when the when the when the government got involved, you know, because of who Leonard Skinner was and all this other kind of stuff yeah. and management, they made a few phone calls. They actually had Bill Carter go to Gillsburg, Mississippi, and he was the one that claimed everything uh, for for Leonard Skinner. You know, and and so now you got management. Uh, Grew up on the north side, uh, west side of Jacksonville, you know, living muscle shows. Uh, you know, of course, I didn't know Leonard Skinner, you know, when when they lived uh, on the west side. And, you know, and, and, and little did I know that, that I literally lived just right down the road from Billy Powell. Oh, wow. And, and didn't know that, <laughs> you know. So, therefore, you know, it wasn't one of them kind of things like, you know, I knew him. And so th- this really was nothing more than it, it actually was was kind of a an honor and thing that we were doing for Skinner because of the tune. And it just kind of played into that, you know, uh, cause Scott said, you know, this is 50 years, uh, that Skinner's been together and they're doing their farewell, farewell tour this yeah. year. So when I told management that, you know, how management is about stuff like that. I mean, they go, man, 50 years, their farewell tour. Well, man, we need to do something about that, <laughs> you know? And, and so the next thing you know, we were in the studio and it was really, it was really neat because we, we had even, uh, we taped all of it. Uh, I got, I literally got a film crew to come in and, 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 and tape it for us. It sounds like you guys were just destined to record this song, and, and we're excited about their farewell tour because they're coming through our neck of the woods here just in a few weeks. Um, I listened to the song, and I got like a, a Midnight in Montgomery feel from it or, or like a, the ride feel from David Allen Coe, like, like that type of song, yeah. like a, 
It, it, yeah, it, yeah, that's right. It raised the hairs on my arms when I heard it, and obviously, you know, that's what you're going for in a song like that. So, well, you know, in fact, uh, the, the the photos that were taken on the plane. Now that that of course certainly wasn't the time when when the plane went down, but you know we had got rights from MCA because that's the label they were signed with, mm-hmm. and we got rights to use that footage. The guy at MCA said, "Well, look," said, "You know that that MCA actually doesn't own." that footage, but we've had access to it so many different times. We don't care for you using it. Well, we'd had the tune out, you know, and it literally went straight to, to YouTube. And, uh, so therefore, you know, anybody that's listening that wants to go to YouTube, you can, you can watch Freebird in the wind, Shenandoah and Charlie Daniels. And, and, uh, anyway, uh, so then after it came out, then the guy that shot the footage, had done that about three weeks before the crash. So he contacted our management and said, uh, "said you know, I was the one that actually shot that footage. So I, I, I told Cole Johnstone, our manager, I said, man, get up with this cat. And I said, man, what I would love to do, I said, man, I, I would love to interview him. You know, and then let, let's put that, you know, with the footage of the, of the recording and the video and, and some of the footage that, some of the other footage that he may have with Leonard Skinner and, and this kind of stuff, and you know, kind of make a make an epic out of it. You know, the video that we did, the the free bird in the wind, and then all of a sudden, the, all the interview around it. You know, and just kind of bring, you know, just a little bit more attention to, you know, exactly what had happened. You know, because to tell you the truth, the sadness of the deal was, Glenn, is they they literally were, you know, they were marked because they'd had a plane crash, and, and literally, like the lyrics of the song says, you know, that, that they became legends overnight. Tragically. No doubt. You know, just because just because of that plane crash. But, but man, you think about all those songs that they did. You know, and it, you know, it, it, and not. I mean, probably one of the most most requested songs for any live band. Yeah. <laughs> just play it anywhere. Somebody's going to yell "Free Bird." <laughs> you know, they're going to yell that. Or, or, you know, you think about "Sweet Home Alabama." Yeah. You know, so uh, it, it just you know some some of the most iconic music that uh, that was in Southern rock belonged to Leonard Skinner. Hopefully, it painted a colorful picture. But uh, the reason why we did it more than anything else in the world, honestly, uh, was for nothing more than a than an honoring sake. Now, the song is called "Free Bird in the Wind." Check it out on YouTube. You will not be disappointed that you did. It, it's it's worth watching for sure.